Hello, hello. Welcome back to And One More Thing. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about one more thing each about the sermon this past Sunday. Uh, my name is Paul Menti. And I'm Matt Dixon. What's up, Paul? How's it going? Oh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, still kind of waking up, you know, didn't have my morning coffee, so it's a little bit of a struggle. But Are you like trying to get away from coffee or something or what? I did back off of caffeine a little bit, but also today I just left it at the Keurig. I brewed it and left it there, was mm-hmm. in a rush out. And so it's one of those days. <laughs> well, we have a Keurig here, you know, so. Yeah, I might have to jump on that a little bit later, but I got to, I'm trying to get some of that natural energy that you're supposed to have in the morning. I'm trying to use that more instead of just hopping right into the caffeine, you know, I feel like I think, that. I think because of the fall that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Really, that was a post-fall thing. Yeah, right. pre-fall. Yeah, I'm sure you got a burst of energy in the morning, but I don't know if that exists anymore exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, we're in Mark chapter two now. Um, finally, in Mark two, looking at verses one through twelve. This is just a really amazing story. Uh, you guys know it well. Um, and sorry about my voice. It's it's not uh, it's it's struggling still. Um, but anyway, so we had three points: the um, the interruption, the conflict, and the resolution. So the interruption is Jesus is preaching, packed out house, and these four guys dig a hole in the roof and drop down this paralyzed man. Jesus says, "Your sins are forgiven." That leads to the conflict of these scribes saying you know, where does Jesus get off? Like, what? How? how, like, why does he think he can do this? He doesn't have the authority to do it. And, um, and so Jesus interrupts them and is like, hey, why are you questioning these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, um, your sins are forgiven, arise, get up and walk. And as we talked about, it was a, um, I've, there's like a Latin term for the argument, but it's if I can pull off the harder one, I can pull off the easier one. Um, kind of like a greater to lesser argument. And so Jesus says, hey, get up and walk. The God does, thus proving that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And so the big takeaways from the sermon I, th- I-, I wanted people to get was, number one, the good example of the friends. I don't think they're the main point of this story, but I think they're definitely there in the narrative for a reason to show us that, you know, they – took their friend to Jesus and they they overcame obstacles and they got creative and they had this scrappy faith. And then finally, most, most of all, you know, the crowd was amazed and glorified God because of Jesus Christ. And I think that's what this story should do. We should see the son of man, Jesus as um, impressive, as unparalleled in his love and wisdom and humility and glory and power and patience, his his knowledge, all these things. It's just Jesus really jumps off the page in this story. So that was the that was the sermon yesterday. Paul, what's one thing that stood up to you? You know, one thing that I really, I really love about Jesus in these stories is like how he just there's a problem that comes to him and then he does exactly what you don't expect him to do. You know what I mean? He he like in this situation you know, the problem comes down from the roof. And it's clearly that this guy that the friends, the friends intentions are for the friend to get healed, the paralyzed friend to get healed. You know, that's why they brought him here to Jesus. And I'm sure Jesus knows that, you know, he sees the physical state that the man's in. 
um, and how, I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. You know, that's, that's almost as bad as it gets when it comes to physical states, because you can't really do anything at all. You were talking about how dependent he would have been on people and on friends and stuff just to even eat or even get to bed and things like that. Um, but, you know, like I was saying about Jesus, it's just like he does the thing that you don't expect him to do. And so the the friend's intentions were for their friend to get healed. And Jesus' intentions was for his spiritual health to be healed. You know, Jesus looked at that man and he saw his physical state, but he also saw his spiritual state as far worse than that physical state. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of 1 Corinthians 2.14 the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God. You know, Jesus saw that man and knew that his spirit was not accepting the things of God, you know, the natural man that he was. Um, and then Romans 8, 7, for the mind for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. You know, the, the person in their sin, in their, um, you know, in their original state is against God. And that's what Jesus saw in that man as far worse than any kind of physical situation he could have been in. Um, and I just, I think that's, that, that, that calls us Christians to one thing. And that is, um, you know, realize where you were in your sin. You know, that's what I was kind of thinking about yesterday when you were talking about that. I was like, well, you know, Jesus, you know, Jesus saved me and he saw my spiritual, um, place is as far worse than my physical place no matter what that might be and a lot of the time we look at our wherever we are physically um, um and we see that as just the worst of the worst when really we need to recognize the weight and power of our sin and our spiritual world you know we need to be live a little bit more spiritually minded you know in our day-to-day -day lives and i think what jesus does here is he he shows us that we um that we are desperate you know in no matter how bad our physical state is we are more desperate in our spiritual state without him um and that was something that kind of just stood stood with me as as the day went on yesterday that's awesome one thing i wanted to share is, is somewhat related to that and it's just kind of zooming out to see this story as jesus encountering the um, the brokenness of our world due to our sin, uh, things like you know demon possession, things like leprosy, things like paralysis, these are all existing in our world due to our sin. Right, it's the fallenness of our creation because of Adam and Eve, um, Adam's sin. And so, what we see in all these stories is. Jesus doing a work of restoration of, and that kind of shows us what he's come to do, right? Uh, he, he's restoring the world slowly but surely to um, be back or even better than what it was originally when it was created before it was tainted by sin. So we see Jesus doing all these things. And I think that's just a really beautiful picture uh, because, you know, we, we, we might not be paralyzed, but we all you know, my voice is not up to snuff and you wake up and you're tired and, uh, you know, we hurt and we suffer and we die. Um, and it's just encouraging to see um, Jesus, the son of man, as the answer to all that, as the one who can um, reverse it, the one who can restore um, a man to, to walk again and to live again. 
Um, and so that's just really encouraging to see like, okay, we are in a, in a, in a tough situation here on this planet. Are we not like things do not always go well, um, but we have the one who can make them go well at, at just his word. And so it's just really encouraging to see Jesus go face to face with the fallenness of this world and easily reverse it. And that can be a promise to claim on that he will um, reverse it permanently and fully one day in the new heavens and the new earth. So. Yeah, it's really encouraging to know, you know, how Jesus, he walked through these struggles and he walked with people who also struggled, you know, and so now, now that he's in heaven, he perfectly understands, you know, when we struggle and also when we have to help people who struggle, he knows all of it, you know, because he perfectly walked here on this earth with us. Um, I, that's a really encouraging thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, he knows the struggle because he was here, but also he is um, eliminating the struggle. Soon there will be no struggle. There will be no suffering. There will be no paralysis or leprosy um, or hoarse voices. Yeah. That's good news. All right. Love you guys. Um, so, Paul, when you talked through Mark, was this one of the ones you skipped? Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I did teach on this one, but yeah, I was I was jumping through Mark with the youth the first time, and Matt's still mad at me for not going through every single passage. But I was trying to get it through the summer, and you can't do every single passage if you're just trying to make it through the summer. So. All right, I love you guys. <laughs> See you guys.